Amen. Thank you, Tracy, and our worship team uh, again. If you, uh, if you want to open your Bibles, you don't have to. We're going to have Scripture on the screen. There's just a couple verses in John chapter 1 uh, that I'm going to highlight, John chapter 1. Uh, but before, uh, before I do that, you know, Christmas can often be about, we don't really say it like this, but Christmas can often be about goodbyes. Goodbyes. What do I mean by that? Well, often in the midst of celebrating and good times, we'll think about who's not there, okay, who's not with us, uh, or we'll think about uh, maybe Christmas past that were special and we'll compare, and maybe we'll even say, you know, think about a way of life and have to say goodbye to it. Uh, so, so in the wrappings and dressing up to look really good, sometimes in our hearts, Christmases can mean uh, goodbye. Uh, even saying goodbye to Christmas. For those of us who look so forward to it, then it's December 26th or 27th, you know, whatever, and, and you can get the, the blues or depression or fall back into depression. Uh, that's a reality. But Christmas really, when you get down to it, Christmas is really not about goodbyes. It's not to be about goodbyes. Christmas is to be about hellos. It's to be about saying hello. It's about saying hello to Jesus. Maybe for the first time, maybe anew. Christmas is really about saying hello. Hello, baby Jesus, come to us. Hello, new baby. Hello, new life. What is Christmas about for you? What's Christmas about for us? Christmas is very much about angels, shepherds, wise men, Mary, Joseph, Bethlehem. You know the stories, even if, even if you're not a Christian, even if you would say you're not a Christian. You all know the stories, manger. Christmas is very much about those things. But Christmas is so much more. What is life about? Because I'd say Christmas is a lot about life. What is life about? You know, if you really boil it down, if you whittle it down, if you get to the essence of life, here's what I'd say all, all of life is about. Life is about you and me, us, trying to be light in this world. We're just trying to be light. Uh, maybe that's as a student, working hard for good grades, going to college, going to graduate school or med school or law school. Maybe it's in relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend, friends, trying to be light. Maybe it's in careers, whatever you've chosen, to be light, to do a good job, to be a good person, to be a good husband, wife, dad, mom, brother, sister, son, daughter. In essence, life is about, we're, just, we're trying to be light, and we're trying to be light in a dark world. In a very dark world. Some of us know how dark it can be. Darkness of betrayal. Darkness of divorce. Darkness of depression. Darkness of death. Darkness of conflict. Darkness. Life is about us trying to be light in the midst of a, of a really dark world. And that's why Christmas is so much about life. Christmas is life. This is John 1, verse 4 and 5. It says it very clearly. In my opinion, more clearly than the gospels of the stories that we know so well. 
Verse four, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness. And yet the darkness did not overcome it. Verse nine, I love, it's not up on screen, but it says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. You ever read or maybe if you have read and maybe think about verse four, in him was life. And that life was the light of all people. Darkness does not overcome that light. That is Christmas. Let me put it another way. I'm thankful for our Advent candles, and I do like to use them. Can we just get, can we kill every light possible, even the foyer? Can somebody run back there and turn the foyer lights off? Just get it as dark as we can in here for a moment. I don't know how dark we can get it, but we'll do our best. Just shut her down. Yeah, just except the trees, I guess. Okay. It's beautiful, uh, and it'll be this way for candlelight. It'll be prettier. But Christmas is really this. I'm going to blow these out. Christmas is that there's darkness. There's a really dark world. And light came into the world as Christ. And the darkness will not, will never overcome his light. And when you have his light, then you really have life. We believe that. We proclaim that. You may agree with me. I'd love to have a conversation about that. But in essence, as Christians, we believe. As a Christian, you're supposed to believe that in him alone is life. Not in all the gifts, not in all the social status, not in all the gatherings, not in the great career. Those are good things. They're part of life. But life itself is Christ. And then he brings... Peace, joy, love, hope, his light, his light. How do you get that light? You can fade them up a little bit, B. Not too much, maybe. How do you get that light? Another verse, John 1, 12 and 13, says it clearly. How do you get the light of Christ? But to all who did receive him... He gave them the right to be children of God to those who believe in his name who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. How do you get that life? How do you get the light of Christ? Three things here. Receive him. Believe in him. Walk in him. Born again as a child of God. Now, you may have heard that, and I've heard that, but I want us to think about the gifts, like we were talking to the kids. The best gift uh, you've ever gotten, and, and it was a Nintendo, and I, it was a great gift. Thank you, Mom and Dad. But they gave me a lot of other good gifts, as hopefully you boys and girls or sons and daughters will receive, and also husbands and wives. But think about the best gift you've ever gotten. Nintendo Switch, new car maybe for some of us, or others maybe it's a new bike, maybe it's a trip, maybe it's tickets to, you know, the greatest game, maybe it's World Series tickets. 
You think about that great gift. You receive it with joy. You do. Man, this is awesome. I love it. You receive it with joy. But then you know what? If you really get down to it, you believe in that gift. You actually kind of believe it makes you a better person. I remember as a kid growing up, I mean, when I got that, you know, Nintendo or, or the new bike, I mean, I, I, there was this new air of confidence going to school, walking out, you know, I got this. I believed that that gift somehow uh, made me better, even though I hadn't changed a whip other than getting the gift. Believed in the gift, and you walked in it. It's like I said, you know, if you get this new trip, get a new house, get a new, whatever it is, that great gift, begin to walk in it. You have confidence in it. And then, ultimately, the gift will grow stale, grow old, and we'll have to replace it somehow with another gift that we receive with joy and excitement, that we believe, we never admit it, but it believes it makes us better. And we walk in it again, and then it'll grow stale. Does, do those three words, does it reflect your life with Christ? Those of us who say we're Christian. Receive Christ, and these are very churchy words, but receive Christ as the greatest gift, as said to the kids, you've ever, will ever, have ever been given to receive it with joy, to believe in him. Believing in him is in the fact of what happened that he came to this world, to this earth, but it's also believing in him that he has changed you, that he and he alone makes you, even remakes you into the person that he wants you to be. And do you walk in that gift, in him, as a new person. That is what's called new birth. Because scripture says clear here, born not of, not of flesh, not of natural descent, but of God. That is being born again. Do you think about your relationship, your walk, your, your Lord, your Savior, Jesus, like that? He is the greatest gift we've ever had, ever will have. Being born again is saying hello. Saying hello to the first time to Jesus. It's like meeting Jesus for the first time. You say hello. Think about meeting a new person. Maybe some of you who uh, are not married yet, you meet that Mr. and Miss Wright. Hello. Didn't know you were out there. Maybe that's how some of you are to Jesus. Hello. I didn't know you were out there, and yet you are. There's no better time than at Christmas to, we call it be born again, but there's no better time at Christmas to say hello. Say goodbye to an old life, to an old way of thinking. Say hello to a new life, that that new life in him, him alone, brings light, brings joy, peace, love. There's no better time to say hello than at Christmas. Hello to Jesus. And when you do, I would say this, when you truly do, when you really do, when you really are born again, and it does happen, then others will say to you, hello, this is a new person. This is someone different. I'd love that, for that to happen to all of us, but maybe some of you, maybe one of you. Say hello to Jesus, born again. There's no better time at Christmas. And you know, the last thing I said, because uh, I've heard people say this, they're like, that. Eh, you know, that's just not me, just not me. 
you know, great pastor or, you know, Christian leader in here or, you know, regular churchgoer, but it's, it's not me, man. And I'm here and it's Christmas. I'd say this, you know, God raises the least among us. You see that in Scripture. You see that in the world. God raises who he wants to raise from leaders, from pastors, to people in the world to do his work. And I close just this story, Silent Night. We're going to sing it in just a moment. You know, Silent, you know the backstory of Silent Night? Uh, I love backstories of, of hymns. Uh, Brother Chris uh, and I used to talk about that, Chris Kellum, the backstories of, of hymns. And backstory of Silent Night. Do you know that a foster kid wrote Silent Night? They said a foster kid. You know what a foster kid is? So mom and dad disowned him. And a priest adopted him, his foster child. And one night, he was, uh, he was still young. And the church, a little church, little church um, in Austria, they were preparing for a midnight service. And this guy's name's uh, Joseph Moore was his name. Story goes, he was up at the top, maybe at the, I don't know if it's a steeple, but it's overlooking this snowy town in Austria. It was snowing there. And the Lord gave him the words for silent night. This kid who was a foster kid, adopted, brought in. He wrote it very young. Uh, pretty soon that song was being sung before kings in Europe became so well known. And I just think about that little boy whose parents gave him up, whom God used. God can use you. God can use anybody. God's saying hello to you now. Would you say hello back? Would be born again? Maybe again. Maybe anew. There's no better time at Christmas. No better time at Christmas than Christmas Eve. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for your work. Thank you for raising the least amongst us. Let us remember that your son was the least. A baby, humbling Humbling himself, your son, uh, God in the heavens, came to us to be a baby, uh, to live initially in, in, in poverty, to die a death that was horrible uh, for us. And may these people know it was for, for them, for them as an individual. And may we all know you've got a call in our life. Uh, you're in the sending business for all of us, to neighbors and nations. I probably remember that, that the Holy Spirit convict us that at Christmas, and that we'd say to hello to that life and hello to you. Again, maybe, maybe it's a new, maybe for the first time, but we would wake up and say hello to, to you, Lord, Savior, who came to us, but who is definitely here with us now. In his name we pray, amen.